it's a platform of skills that I never had before. The training program has, has helped me to go from uh, just a regular job to a career because when I first came here, I didn't know anything about this line of work. Without doing this training, we wouldn't be able to work for the companies that we work for. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Who's better, Jokic or MBJ? They're both so unique, man. Like, they're one-on-one bits. Who would you rather play with? If you're a floor spacer, Jokic's basketball IQ is off the charts. His passing ability is so dangerous. But Joel Embiid's offensive ability to space the floor, I mean, they're both do things very similar. I, I'll be happy with either. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. What a night at the Smoothie King Center last night. Pelicans come back down 23. A 16-point third quarter by Trey Murphy. Get it out long to Ingram. He's still got 10 on the shot clock. Brandon, left-hand dribble around Valanchunas. Two-man game. Jump feet out to Trey. Left. Eight. Be in. Trey. Be in. Trey. And then, of course, Pels making the plays there at the end and doing what they needed to do in order to get the win, the final call from the grab. 19.5 left. The shot clock is off. Second free throw got it. Seven-point game. They're going to roll it to Monk. They just threw it in. Don't let them roll it. Yep. No fouls, guys. Monk shovels to Carmelo. Extra pass, Wenyan Gabriel. And a steal, Najee. Cross the timeline and dribble this baby out. Let's go home. Let's go home. There's the horn. You can't hear it. You can't hear anything in this building. (laughs) They're on their feet, and they should be. I love it. What an atmosphere yesterday. Uh, Will Guillory of The Athletic joins us. We'll talk about his sadness here in a quick second. But first, the join us, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? Hello, Will. Hello. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you for having me on. For sure, dude. Um, this weekend was built up, right? Let's be honest. I mean, this was probably one of the biggest weekends in Pelicans basketball since, you know, the name changed, to be honest with you, right? I mean, I, I know they had the, you know, the playoff with the Blazers and all that, but really when you look at everything, man, this was it. Sort of like, hey, you got the two teams that either chasing or in front of. This was the weekend to go do it. And they go two and one in the homestand here at the end of the day, getting that win yesterday, especially down 23. It was kind of big for this team, don't you think? No doubt. It was definitely, you know, the biggest weekend in the post AD era of the Pelicans. You know, it is funny that AD happened to be in the building last night, you know, rocking the fro and the jean short. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a huge game. I definitely one of the craziest environments I've seen in the Smoothie King Center. And you see just how much the fans are buying in on this team and they love what they're getting from these young guys. And obviously, BI coming back was a huge part of that. But yeah, 
you, you kind of got the feel again, and you brought it up just what it was like during that Portland series. Uh, you know how crazy the crowds are, how much the team is supported by the fan base, and, and I think being able to get that win against the Lakers, I think, is going to be big not just for this team, but I think for the city to re- really be able to look at this squad and say, hey, I can get behind these guys. I see they're doing something special, and you know. We'll see if they'll be able to close it out and, and you know secure one of those playing spots to play potentially the Lakers again, you know, down the line. Hey, well, this is Brian, man. I, I want to ask you kind of about what you were talking to just now. The, the way the crowd has felt over the past maybe four or five games at home, can you kind of, you know, I guess see the the, the light switch kind of flipping and all of a sudden, you know, the, the city really starting to well, get behind the It's only 12 of them, though. It's only 12. Oh, yeah, well, you know, all 12 of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can you kind of feel that the change that's going on? Because, I mean, you know, I know they're starting to play a little bit more New Orleans music inside the building. They're starting to kind of feel more like New Orleans than what we've seen in the past. But I just think there's something different going on with the, with the way the city is starting to rally behind this team. Am I off on this? Listen, I'm the wrong person to talk to when it comes to playing New Orleans music at the games. But I feel like there's never enough. I'm always demanding some more cash money. I need more Manny Fresh. I need more Juvenile at the games. But that's a whole other discussion. But, yeah, I think. You know, there's no doubt. I think the 12 was probably closer to like 13 or 14 yesterday because that, that crowd was crazy, you know, from start to finish. And, you know, seeing the way they came back and the way the crowd was into it and the, the, those three straight Murphy hit in the third quarter, the, the crowd was just going nuts. And I think the only thing that was really missing, you know, was AD on the court, you know, and giving them that opportunity to boo AD as much as they wanted to. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, the, the crowd is definitely behind the team. You see it just, you know, at games, at social media, people walking up to you telling you about how much they love Jose Alvarado or, or screaming not on her whenever they watch the games. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what they're building with this group, it, it's just fun to see these young guys, you know, coming up, you know, grinding it out and doing it in a in a way that we really didn't expect it with this team. You know, if I told you this team would be where they are right now, we would probably expect to be talking about, you know, Zion Williamson, what he's doing in year three, or, you know, Brandon Ingram having this incredible run. And it's been about these young guys. It's about, you know, like I said, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, Jackson Hayes, you know, turning into a four. It's about uh, these this young core that we've heard David Griffin saying he's wanted to build in New Orleans since he's come here, and now it's coming to fruition. You see these young players developing the core that they're going to be able to have around Zion, B.I., and C.J. for the future. And, man, uh, you got to think this team's going to be real dangerous when they get fully healthy, not just because of their stars, because of the, but because of the depth they've built around them with these young players they've been able to add, you know, and these guys are second round picks, undrafted rookies. So it's crazy to see what they're doing already this early in their career. Well, I want to follow up since you mentioned Griff, man, because I'll, I'll be honest, I, I haven't been one of the guys that's been too kind to, you know, some of the moves Griff has made. Do you think he's starting to kind of change his image, not only, you know, around the league, but here in New Orleans, as far as, you know, kind of starting to quiet down the fire Griff or Griff isn't doing a good job, you know, kind of talk. Yeah, I think a lot of that is obviously going to be linked to, to Z and how that whole soccer goes. And, you know, if there's going to be continued cold war between the front offense and Zion and Z coming back, you know, that whole thing. I think a lot of people kind of put that on Griff's plate, you know, just where things are right now. But I think you got to give him a tremendous amount of credit. Like I said, finding a Herb Jones in the second round, I think one of the best rookies in this league already, one of the best defenders, period, in this league already. Jose Alvarado, this young spark plug. Just the fans are adore. Uh, this guy's doing all type of crazy stuff, the Grand Theft Alvarado thing. Uh, I think, you know, them sticking with Jackson Hayes the way they did, them choosing to keep Trey Murphy yeah. and the C.J. McCollum trade, uh, I think you got to give them a lot of credit for what they've done. Not only finding these young guys, but building that locker room culture that, you know, people have kind of laughed at him throughout this time about, oh, you know, he's so worried about, 
you know, bringing in the nice guys and having the good vibes in the locker room. But you see how it's all come together. And I say it all the time, and I've been covering this team for six years. I've never seen a locker room like what they have this year. Just the way these guys are rooting for each other, the way they all embrace each other and they build each other up. It's incredible to watch and to see how they've been able to carry that through even after making the CJ trade and getting rid of guys like Josh Hart and Nikhil Alexander-Walker who, you know, Gus knows they were beloved in that locker room and they've been able to, you know, keep it going. So I think you got to give Griff a lot of credit for the way he's fighting these young guys and the way they're building a culture uh, that can last, you know, for years to come. Speaking with Will Guillory of The Athletic, covers your New Orleans Pelicans. You know, speaking along the lines of what you just said there, it was great to see last night Josh Hart quote tweet or, or tweet about Alvarado's new contract, saying no one deserves it more than that. And Alvarado getting that deal, four years, 6.5 million, 3.4 guaranteed, and seeing the excitement to that. And, you know, you have it as a pinned tweet in which you're saying where maybe that youth and inexperience wasn't supposed to be depended on or even really help sort of this team, right? But, man, I, I was telling Brian earlier in the show, they don't win that game without Trey Murphy's 16 points. They don't win that game without Alvarado going nuts against the Bulls, you know, in that situation. They don't win this. They're not in this position this season if Herb Jones doesn't play the way he does. If Jackson Hayes doesn't mature and develop at that point of the season when he did to when he started getting those minutes, like, they are in this spot right now legitimately, not because of stars. No question. And I think, you know, Gus, how many times have we watched this team through the years and we got excited about the young talent and we sit there building stuff up and then the Warriors come down and bring them down to reality, right? Or the, the old Lakers with Kobe Bryant come down and bring them back to reality. And you get reminded all the time that, hey, it's fun to have these young guys who do cool stuff and, you know, they're, they're into the community, but – if you want to win basketball games in the NBA, you need vets. You need guys who have been there before. That's what sure. we've heard over and yeah. over throughout the years. And with this Pelican squad, uh, I mean, them being down 20 points last night, LeBron James just raining fire from the, from the three-point line, and them responding, like you said, it was Trey Murphy. It was Jackson Hayes. It was Herb Jones were the guys that brought him back. These young right. players, these dudes who, who – all of this is new to them. I mean, we saw Trey Murphy after the games taking a pick with LeBron uh, with his mom, with his mom. <laughs> like he was a kid yeah. you know they, these are still kids man this is all so new to them and they were you know they, they act like they've been there before that they weren't scared Trey Murphy is dropping crazy threes in the third quarter these guys are, are ready for this moment and it's wild to see for young players to, to be prepared the way they are and we've heard it over and over again where Herb Jones just the poise he brings to the game as a 23 year old rookie a guy who's seen a little bit of everything during his time at Alabama, and now he's in the NBA. He feels like, yeah, this is where I belong. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be guarding LeBron James in the fourth quarter, and if they don't send a pick to get me off him, I'm probably going to rip the ball away from him because that's just what Herb Jones does. I mean, these young guys uh, are doing so much so quickly, and again, it, it just makes you think about, man, what is it going to be like when Zion Williamson is back in the yep. bowl? What is it going to be like once Brandon Ingram really gets in a rhythm uh, I think this team has an extremely bright future. And like you said, it's not because of the stars. It's because of the young players they're putting around them. And they're going to look like, you know, star role players once they can finally get to what, you know, get to do what they're supposed to do, which is play a specific role and not, you know, hit 21 points in the second half like Trey Murphy did last night. Chicago started the first of the final 10 games, Brian and Will. And obviously you were looking at a little bit ago, the Trailblazers essentially coming up with or announcing – a lot of their players are going to be 
done for the rest of the year. And the Pels have to play Portland twice here. Uh, once here at home on the seventh and then the first of the four game road trip coming up on Wednesday, Brian. But you got some names on there, including. Yeah, including Josh Hart, man. It, it seems that, uh, Nurkic, uh, Simmons and Bledsoe will all miss the uh, remainder of the season. And it seems like Josh Hart is going to miss the next two versus the Pels. Well, you know, I guess, man, your thoughts on the idea that these guys are going to miss those games. And is this going to be that proverbial trap game for the Pelicans, considering that you look at, you know, you look at the guys on the other side and there's really nobody there. Yeah, man, I'm headed to Portland, and I and I hope the Pels 12 don't judge me if, you know, the Portland Trailblazers reach out and give me a 10-day deal if they need some backup, <laughs> you know, minutes at the four. Listen, I, I, I got to take the check, you know what yeah, it is? Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Yeah. Hey, listen, don't judge me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Trailblazers are doing exactly what they what we thought they would be doing, you know, around this time of the season, you know, tanking about it as hard as they possibly can. And it's crazy because – CJ just got traded away from that team not too long ago, and he might be coming back a, a month or two later and might not know anybody on the court because <laughs> that's how far they've gone. We're, we're reaching down into the G League and finding these guys. But yeah, I, mean, that's, I guess that's what happens when you get to this point in the season. And if, any, if anything, it, you know, you got to feel pretty good about the Pels because you look at that and say, hey, okay, that's one more win that they can chalk up and, and continue to give themselves some space in, in this race because it's going to come down, you know, right down to the end between the Spurs, the Lakers, and the Pels for that 9-10 spot. And getting that win last night was huge against the Lakers, but they got another one coming up, you know, this week against the Lakers in L.A. So getting all the wins you possibly can is going to be crucial. And every time you see Portland on the schedule, you got to feel pretty good about, you know, what that result's going to be like. Well, I know we kind of fast-forwarding a little bit, and you have to play Portland first, but what do you think a win versus the Lakers in L.A. Friday would do for the Pels as far as confidence-wise and maybe even trying to run down that eight seed instead of just sticking there at nine? Oh, I mean, it would be tremendous. Uh, I mean, beating LeBron James three times in one season, beating him twice in L.A., uh, it would be huge for this team to feel really good about where they are. We heard Brandon Ingram says last night, you know, uh, every win against the Lakers feel pretty special for him because we know the history he has with that franchise. But, yeah, anytime you can get a big win on the road uh, against a superstar like LeBron, it's huge for your young players because, I mean, you saw them get that experience last night. They got the full LeBron James package where, he, you know, he's, Going crazy in the first half. He's finding his teammates. He's making plays in transition. He's flexing to the bench, and, and they found a way to respond. And you know, some of that maybe had to do with the ankle injury. You know, maybe LeBron was doing some LeBron thing. You know, putting on a show for the cameras after the game. Well, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I think man, just being able to perform against that guy in big moments. We've seen him do it over and over again throughout his career. So if you can come out and beat him in a big game, it always has to feel pretty good because all of those guys grew up. Watching him win big games, watching him win games like that game last night in New Orleans. So anytime you come on top, it's a huge confidence builder. So Will, you're confirming that he did not have the amp, you know, the ankle amputated. That's what you're saying. Cause I'm... Uh, listen, I, I won't confirm or deny if he had like four people carrying him out the arena last night, you know, with seven ice packs on the ankle. Yes. But, you know, who yes. Knows? It is the most gruesome ankle injury per uh, all the national media this morning that you've ever seen. Anyway, enjoy your road trip. I feel for you, sir. I know you love Carolina. I can't believe you're going to miss Carolina and Duke on Saturday here in the Dome, man. You know, they play the late game, dude. You can just fly in and fly back out on me. Listen, I'm going to hit up Gail, see if I can hold the private jet down for go. one day. You know, I'm going to bring it right back, safe and sound. I just need to be in the building to see those Coach K tears. That's what I need. No doubt about it, man. Thank you, Will, as always, man. Appreciate the time, sir. I appreciate you guys. Salute, yep. King. Yeah, for sure. And also, by the way, as we go to break, uh, Jameis Winston just said, I can do everything your favorite quarterback can do. 
He can tell a lie. All right. Jordan is kidding that sound for us. As soon as he wraps up, we'll have it. In the meantime, we'll take a quick break, and Rafael Esparza will join us on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Fit out and been for Cotton Eye Joe. I've been married long both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Set yourself up for success. When planning your next event, whether it's wedding, festival, Mardi Gras, rodeo, or concert, Joe Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases. Joe Septic Contractors can supply multi-stall restroom, air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning a luxury event? Check out their new black tie luxury restroom and shower trailers. Visit Joe Septic at Viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, and Abbeville. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. Can we talk? Talk sports. Real sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. How I wish that It is. Every time you hear that, Brian B. I mean, it can only mean one thing. Rafael Esparza has joined us. He was here in this very uh, domicile yesterday, enjoying some smoked ribs. And you know what? McQueen did not bite your finger off. So that's a good thing. It was good seeing you yesterday. I'm still here. It was it was good seeing to you guy uh, to you, and the dog did not bite. Uh, so that was it was a good day. I'm still here. Why is he talking to you? Is what I'm trying to say. That is very true. That is very true. Uh, Rafael, man. We were talking about the Final Four yesterday, obviously watching those games that took place on Sunday. But last night, Lakers and the Pels played. Obviously, a lot of the attention is LeBron, the ankle, the Lakers. They're the bigger name in the draw. And whether or not they'll make the playoffs or not. When you look at their remaining schedule, the money, what are the folks over there in Vegas saying? Do you think they uh, they they, they don't miss the playoffs, do they? Yes, I've been telling you guys that they're going to miss the playoffs. And, you know, I watched some of the local news last night and this morning. A great win. First of all, you should have been down in 20 in the first place. But all the news was, was the Anthony Davis and LeBron James and the Lakers. Anthony Davis, it was in street clothes. Why are we even mentioning his name? It was a great win, great win by the Pelicans. But it wasn't an upset. It wasn't uh, – it was more of a much-needed win because if you lost the Lakers, it would have been horrendously bad just the way how they've been playing. But it was a win that they needed a win. 
right. Um, do the Spurs make it in? I mean, obviously, right? If the Lakers are the Spurs, like who, who do you think would who would who would be the favorite? Would, would the Pels be the favorite against either team in the play-in game? Yes, yes. they would be as long really? as they're uh, as long as they're healthy. Uh, I guess it all depends on how, how Anthony Davis comes back. But I would put the Pelicans over uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron. I mean, first of all, I mean, there's no way I don't think LeBron plays his next game against Dallas. I mean, his ankle is probably going to be a lot ballooned up and sore, and I would not be shocked if he can't go. Uh, against Dallas, so there's another loss that you would have to put up there. But I would have the Pelicans favored over, definitely over uh, the Spurs. Uh, it's going to be probably close to pick them, depending on how Anthony Davis looks when he comes back. Dallas, Utah, New Orleans, Denver, Phoenix, Golden State, OKC, Denver. The remaining schedule for the Lakers, Brian. Yeah, I think they're done. I mean, that's just but really. Yeah, I think they're done. I, there's, um, first of all, depending on when they play Phoenix, you're not beating Phoenix. I don't think that's something they're gonna to want to do. Of course, Philadelphia is still trying to make a push as well. Uh, I believe that's who, they're also on the list, correct? If I'm not mistaken. No, Dallas, Utah, it's, it's New Dallas, Orleans, Utah. Denver. Yeah. Okay. Well, Spider Mitchell already kind of you know congratulated Jose, so I give him the win. Denver playing for something as well. So I mean, for me, I think they're done. But that being said, Raphael, what happens to the Lakers after this season if it truly you know kind of if if everything falls apart? What happens to the Lakers? You can't move Westbrook's contract, can you? And of course, you know, Anthony Davis, well, you know, he'll be in street clothes, you know, for 50 games next year as well. And then there's LeBron who, you know, consistently says, I want to play ball with my son and the Lakers have no draft picks to draft him. So what happens <laughs> to the Lakers? Yeah. I just don't understand why we're, oh, he wants to play for his son. Is this son even NBA worthy? Cause his son's not ripping it up on, on travel ball. He's not, he's not even a top 10, uh, coming out of his uh, age class. So uh, he keeps on saying, I want to play ball with my son. Is he just going to come into the league just because his last name's James? Yes. The Jordan yeah. kids didn't come that. in, and they didn't come into the league. So I just don't understand how he keeps on saying that. I, the Lakers are in trouble. They don't have any draft picks. There's no way they're going to move uh, Westbrook anytime soon. You said it, Anthony. I, I don't know what's in store uh, for them. They're probably going to have the same team next year, just maybe different, uh, different faces on the bench. But they're in trouble deeply. The um, final four is blue, blue, blue blood heaven. If you can um, pick or think of four bigger names, really, when you think of it, right? Kansas, Villanova in the first matchup, then North Carolina and Duke. I, I heard that this morning, and it just is mind boggling that Duke and North Carolina have never met in the NCAA tournament. Were you surprised when you were reminded that today? Yeah, I did not have the. If you would have told me that a trivia question last night uh, for a million dollars, I'd be like, "Yeah, they played each other in a, right. in a tournament. Why not?" And I would have lost a million dollars. But yeah, uh, it's, 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 I can't wait to watch the game. I'm a little sad that Kansas Villanova, the kid that tore his Achilles for Villanova, that's going to hurt them. That's going because they're not a big yeah. deep team, Villanova. Uh, that's going to hurt them. So uh, I would not be shocked if uh, the number one team, Kansas, uh, beats Villanova. Even though Gillespie, like I said, Doctor Gillespie, who's been in Villanova for 20 years playing a ball for them, uh, I would not be shocked if he has a big game because he didn't have a good game uh, the other night. But uh, Kansas will probably ha- win that game because shorthanded Nova. I think one of the things, too, when you look at this matchup here, I, Carolina kind of feels like a team, huh, Brian, that is increasingly playing better. I feel like with Duke, it's you're hoping, I guess, their best players show up and have the, the spot. I don't know. Who, who's the better? I feel like Carolina's the better team between the two right now. Ooh, 
I, that's a tough one. I think North Carolina is playing better right now than Duke is. Uh, but man, Duke, now that none of these kids are on a little bit of a roll, they rebounded from the horrible loss that they took at home to North Carolina. Uh, this was a, like I said, this was a toss up. I'm a little bit shocked that it came up four. I wouldn't uh, North or Duke being favored four. I thought it would be like two. Uh, just because I think it's just a close battle. They split already. Both teams won on their home uh, home courts as it is, so it's not like that's going to be a, a big advantage. Uh, this one's just going to be a nail-biter. Probably won't have any action myself. Just uh, be looking forward to watching it. I think one of the other things, Brian, you got something? Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. I'll, I'll do it after the question. I, I was going to say, when, when you look at the potential matchups here for a Final Four, I'm with you. I, I think the injury um, – might hurt Villanova a little bit too. I, I want to ask you though, because you and I kind of talked about it yesterday while you were here and we're in the backyard sitting. Bill Self, the, the guy's won like, I don't know, what do you win? Like 20, 21 something straight, you know, conference titles and everything. I, what does he have? Like a, he has one title. Is that right? Yeah. I think one or two. Yeah. I think it, one. Do you consider him as, you know, Roy Williams and some of these other guys like that? I, he needs another one to, for me to put him in. It, college basketball is just so hard to win multiple ones. I mean, it's not like so like SEC where you have Alabama winning championships in football all the time uh, or NBA or stuff like that or baseball. College basketball is so many teams. And it's just you, you could go into a tourney. You could be the best team in college basketball all season long mm-hmm. and not win it. We've seen it many times with Duke the best team, Gonzaga the best team, Arizona, and they don't win it. So – in college basketball, it's so hard. So I'm not going to put Bill Self in it, but I think he needs another championship to get his name up there with the Roy Williams and, and uh, Krzyzewski's and all that. He needs one more. Raphael, right now we got Coach K kind of going out, and we have Hubert Davis kind of ascending. What does it mean for each guy if they get this, you know, they get this win coming up, especially considering it is the first time that they've met? I think it's. Been, I would love to see Hubert Davis get one right now because he he. I love the story they ran yesterday that. He was kind of torn that he didn't know if he wanted to take the head coaching job because of because of the, the scrutiny that your family gets, not just as you will get if you lose games, or just the whole aspect of what your family gets if you lose games and people, oh, you should be fired and stuff like that. So it was a nice uh, little story to have. I'd said, be cool to see Hubert Davis get one right away. He gets that North Carolina pressure right. off his back. Because uh, let's face it, Tar Heels and Duke, there's a lot of I feel bad for the upcoming head coach for Duke. He's going to have so much pressure on him. I'd like to see Davis get one and get that pressure off. Uh, I guess one of the final things I, I want to hit on uh, today here as well, Raphael, is when you take a look at all of the different scenarios that, that college basketball sort of has had here. I, I don't know. I mean, do, do you think at the end of the day, come the final four, do you find the money goes on teams that they think they win? Do you think just school – you know, history, name, like when you look at people when they lay the money down this weekend, how much of it do you think it is just simply because of the name of the school and what they've done in the past? Uh, the Kansas Villanova name is going to be named because of Kansas. Uh, everyone, at it. I think North Carolina Duke will be split down the middle. Would not be shocked if uh, at the end of before that game gets tipped, uh, there's going to be so much balanced money on both because both of them are just uh, such big names when it comes to college basketball, uh, North Carolina Duke, North Carolina Duke. But I think the Villanova-Kansas will be named, and then the hardcore betters and all that who watch Villanova on Saturday see a guy blow up his Achilles, they're going to remember that and, and, and probably bet Kansas. Kansas will be 
probably close to five, five and a half by tip off right now. Opened up at three and a half. It's already up to four and a half. We're not be shocked if it moves another half a point. Okay, Raphael, who wins? Who goes on to the national championship and then who wins it? I'm going to go with Kansas and North Carolina uh, in there. So I would probably say Kansas wins it. But, boy, North Carolina is just playing some really, really good ball. And I'm going to take the team who shoots the best free throws. Uh, it would be North Carolina. Now, Villanova is the best free throw shooter uh, shooting team in the country. But that injury is just too hard for them to surpass. Uh, so I'm going to take North Carolina over Duke, Kansas. And I, I love this. Again, I'm a big Hubert Davis fan. Loved him as a player. I've met him multiple times. He's just, he's just a nice guy. I'm going to say North Carolina cuts down on that. Why not? Let's put upset in there. Ooh, I'm a right. nice guy, and all you do is make fun of me. What's your problem? That is very true. Well, I mean, I, 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 you are a nice guy, but I bought a Russell Wilson Saints jersey. Can't wear it. I bought a Watson Saints jersey. Can't wear it. You tell me all these things are for sure things, and I can't wear them. You know what? Jameis Winston just said a little bit ago, he can do anything your favorite quarterback can do. It's your fault the Saints don't get these guys. That's right. My fault. fault. Yes. Hey, you guys just signed that. You guys, uh, Smith is don't, your don't, wide don't receiver. You, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Super Bowl winner, 17-0 Saints this year with that big wide receiver uh, signing. You know, my wife texted you last night during the Oscars when uh, the Will Smith slap happened. Did you have that as one of your prop bets? No, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know uh, Chris Rock was going to be there, but I put up a whole bunch of prop bets today. I put, well, who will Chris Rock host next year's uh, Academy Awards show? Will, they, will Chris Rock and Will Smith? Uh, presents on next year's award Ooh. show. So I, I have a whole bunch of, and I'll be working on some other ones. Uh, I have a celebrity boxing match, Will Smith minus $5 over Chris Rock. Okay, do you have anything on the odds of me finishing a show without beating up Gus? Wow. Ooh, uh, you know what? Keep in mind he has home field advantage because he's at home right now. (laughs) That is true, and he's got a lot of props in that studio of his. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Gus wins. There's a car prop bet that could probably Mm -hmm. smash you in the head of a matchbox car. Yeah, Gus is Gus got the advantage. You know what? I'm actually going to put money on that one myself. Yeah, there's so many toys in here, but I, I'm I don't surrounded know. by don't carvers. Know make, well, just you trying to get up, you know, yeah. would be a thing. <laughs> Raphael, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the time. Love you, brother. Take it easy. Take it so, easy, guys. Sounds good. There he goes, Raphael Esparza. Quick break. We come back. Um, yeah, we can we can address that if you like the, the Will Smith thing. Well, we can touch on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll touch What's on What's worse, getting clocked or slapped? You know what? Sla- There's two things I don't tolerate. You can't slap me or spit on me. Those two things are automatic. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm saying. No. Wow. Sports Hangover continues next on ESPN New Orleans. College basketball's best dunkers and sharpshooters will gather at Xavier University of Louisiana, downtown New Orleans, on Thursday, March 31st for the State Farm College Slam Dunk and three-point championships. Buy your tickets now at collegeslam.com. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I don't know about you, but my car could use a few upgrades. I mean, the 8-inch tear in the driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt has molded to fit it, but I'm ready to move on. My solution? eBay Motors. They've got all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them, from seat covers to whole new seats. When I get that new seat, I think I'll put the old one in the living room, right next to the minivan seats, or as we call it, the sectional. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Do you think all premium fuels are the same? Well, your engine doesn't. Shell V Power Nitro Plus helps keep your engine running like new because it's engineered to defend against four main engine threats. Gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction.
friction. So next time, choose Shell's most advanced fuel ever. It's fuel for thought. In engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Not just anybody can make the perfect Sazerac. And not just anybody can offer Louisiana's hospitality industry the perfect workers' comp coverage. The Louisiana Restaurant Association's SIF team knows what hospitality businesses need. We truly care about your team's safety and your success. Everybody who's anybody goes with LRA Workers' Comp. Ask around. In this business, word of mouth is everything. Think you're dealing with drug poisoning, chemical poisoning, food poisoning? Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. What would you say? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Love to get your opinions. Brian B. Enemy, Gus Kattengill here with you here as well. Coming up at 145, we finally did get a hold of Coach Kenny Farrell. Awesome. He will uh, give us a breakdown of what happened yesterday as the U.S. did get the win, Brian. And um, you know what? <laughs> After the the closeness of it was last time where they missed out on the World Cup, and then here we are needing to win. I mean, they, they, they could not lose in Orlando last night. They could not lose. I did not see this kind of game coming. Luis Mejia has one penalty save in his career for Panama. It was in 2011. Only a spot at the World Cup at stake right now. Pulisic scores! Pulisic gets there in front of Murillo. And then he's hacked down. Advantage played. Anthony Robinson's cross for Rolling it in, Shaq Moore cutting it back, Ariola knocked down, Ferreira's there! Great work, gets the return from Anthony Robinson. Robinson will hook that cross in, Pulisic! Oh, lovely hat trick, what a night! Eric Davis, whips it in, good oi! Gave up two first half penalties. It was so the U.S. win five to one in that one. Pulisic, you know, what a handful of goals there and getting the hand trick, uh, hat trick, doing all that. Dude, I, I, I don't know about you. I, I get pumped up obviously when it comes to, you know, the World Cup. We've had so much fun. We remember that, that Tracy's, one, Tracy's Man, World that was Cup insane. was incredible because like all the games were during the daytime, during yeah. the times of our shows. So it was fun to kind of see that, but. Look, it's just I, – I didn't see that coming. It's just nice to sort of have. So we'll talk to Coach a little bit about that coming up. Did you um, watch or catch any of no, that? No, I caught just, it just like um, – Right, exactly, yeah. because I was watching the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I mean – I, <laughs> I'm just being honest. I was watching um, that as well. And then when the game ended, of course, then you had all of that. I, I don't know. Um, did, did you see Will Smith's apology? I did, but he didn't apologize to Chris Rock. I want to say thank you to Venus and Serena and the tire – Williams family for entrusting me with your story. That's what I want to do. I want to be an ambassador of that kind of love and care and concern. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my all my fellow nominees. I didn't hear Chris Rock. No, he didn't mention Chris Rock okay. at all. all right, did, so did you did you I see him you afterwards, after the award show? Uh-huh. Oh, he's partying it up. Yeah. I love it. Um so, it is interesting just looking at 
social media and whose side people are on. A lot of people say he was right for doing it. And there is just as many people saying he was wrong for doing it that you should take it and everything like that. And look, I understand that had nothing to do with sports, but it's something that we do talk about in sports and a lot of times because we've dealt with it this year during Mardi Gras. There was a float that had a caricature of Zion Williamson. Yeah. And the local media and a lot of Pels fans went nuts. They said that it was out of place that it had gone too far. Now that's just a caricature. That's a picture of his weight. And it has been an issue in their struggling. Now you could say there are people that struggle with weight that are real weight issues is there a maturity issue with him or does he literally have a weight issue with that he struggles to do that brian um but that upset people and i was surprised yesterday seeing well you got to be able to take that and that's why i'm kind of bridging here in that i do think there is a line and i understand as a pro athlete, you're going to be criticized when you make a certain amount of money. That criticism amplifies, right? First round picks, multi-million dollar contracts, you know, lifetime deals, the top get paid. They're going to be critiqued more. They're going to be criticized more than say Jose Alvarado for missing a three, yeah. right? I mean, I'm just yeah. being honest. Correct. Brandon Ingram misses. He chokes in the fourth quarter. Alvarado misses. Well, it is what it is. It's, right. Yeah. But I mean, that's just reality, right? I mean, yeah. that's how it goes. So it is interesting to sort of look at like that. Like I, I think there is a level. His wife has a hair loss issue yes. that's a sickness, and I think that kind of set it off a bit. But he's been picked on a ton because of their marriage, and Correct. if you're familiar with that, I don't need to go into it. But I, I just think that that did snap. But it was very interesting because we've talked about it on on this show yeah. in the world of sports. Like, what is that line? Here's a comedian. That's what they do. They jab, they pick at these shows. But what is that line? Is a man's wife and family no, you know, above, I, below, below the belt? I think it's, when it comes to a health situation, yes. I mean, imagine if it's not because too many people, first of all, don't understand what alopecia is. It's an autoimmune, you know, situation. So it's not like you know, it's just oh, it's just hair loss. It's not that. It's not that simple. There is a condition inside your body that causes you to lose hair because of stress. Can you imagine the stress that they've been under since their magic, you know, their, their marriage, you know, details went public? Of course. So she's openly come out as recently as December of last year and said, hey, look, this is what I'm dealing with. When it comes to a health issue, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's say what if she had cancer and she had to go chemo and he wanted to crack that same joke. Is it, is it still fair game? Because too many people don't understand alopecia. So for me, I'll simply say it this way. Social media has been a, an extremely great gift. It's allowed us to connect to players and, and people in a way in which we never would have had access to. Agree. It's also a curse because social media has given way too many people comfort, you know, comfortability with the idea of I can say and do whatever I want. And they would never do and that it, in and front of me. <laughs> and you could not do me anything about it. Yeah. So with that being said, I think we've seen it recently, you know, uh, uh, Nurkic, I believe from the Portland Trailblazers recently took some guy's phone and threw it because the guy talked about his dead grandmother. Threw his phone, tossed it. Excuse me, Westbrook has gone under a barrage of things to where he's basically like, look, meet me outside and tell me that. So I think way too many people get comfortable now because you can say it on social media trying it in person. What I believe has to happen is Will Smith has to happen. You got to clock somebody. And I'm not, you know, condoning violence. I understand it. Every now and again, somebody has to get the stupid slapped out of them for you to understand that, you know what, there are real life consequences for my actions. There's freedom of speech. To a certain degree, because you still can't run into a crowded building, you're a fire, run out a bomb and run out. Right. So that being said, it's the same thing in social media. Everything has a limit. My limit just so happens to be my family. You say whatever you want to about me. I still might pull up and slap the hell out of you, but you can say whatever you want to about me. The minute you speak on my family, 
there's no coming back. There's no apologies. There's no pleas that can be given. You speak on my family. That's it. And that's the thing, whether it's a joke or not, because I, I've talked about this. I think in, in my 20 years now, which is hard to believe that I've been doing this. Actually, it's 22 years, Brian. Um, I started out in 99. Um, I think the one thing that I've taken out of this is the humanity and reality of what happens outside of what many see, which is the game, mm-hmm. right? Um, obviously, COVID's changed things as of late, and Trust I wonder me. if we'll ever go back. But having access to the locker room, practice, training camps, what have you, you get to see from the beginning all of it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I reference it every time for some reason I have David Wesley on, maybe because I suffer occasionally from plantar fasciitis, you know, where I remember the first season. I was so excited. The NBA's in town. And yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, we, you know, here it is. And it's the first game and there's Mashburn and is, you know, I'm looking at, you know, you know, big cat McGlure. I mean, I hear they are and, and there's David. And, you know, and he has his feet in a thing. It's November. Yeah. It's November. Just, I mean, and these guys are like, and I get it. They make good money. And I, in theory, it's a game, but it's not, you know, just it's like you job. and I are playing yeah, yeah. <laughs> across the street playing a game. It's a professional aspect to their game. But it did hit me going to a Saints locker room and seeing as the season progresses, you know, what those bodies go through yeah. and doing those things. But more importantly, too, it's, you know, seeing them as the people that they are, because one of my, I guess, times that, that hit me and it kind of, uh, it was at Charlotte. And, it, you know, this was when Reggie was dating Kim. And I get, I can be, yeah. I can have some fun here. And who hasn't dated Kim? By my, so, but this is when they were dating Kim Kardashian. And, he he hurt his knee in that punt return right before halftime. Remember, he yeah. hurt himself. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the game, he comes out on crutches. And, you know, and again, this is in the tunnel outside the locker room. There's not very many people or eyes. She's on the wall waiting outside right in front of the door. He comes on crutches, walks over, and he just, like, puts his head, you know, on her chest and her shoulders, and they just hug. And you can see her kind of being emotional. She, he's just rubbing his back. And, like, you know, I'm sitting here. Thinking we all have done it. No, Reggie didn't run the way he's doing yeah. it at USC, but it's like you're sitting there, like that was a real moment there. I, I know she does her reality show, but like that's real emotion. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, you come home to that. It's like, my kid doesn't care what I do yeah. or anything. It's like, I'm just dad, you know, and that's why I, I, I told Anna years ago, don't read message boards. Don't do that stuff because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm your husband and I'm a dad. Like that's, that's my, this is fun for me. This is my, profession and work but you know it's like i'm watching that last night and seeing him break down and do that and then the unedited part where he says you know keep my wife's name out of your mouth i mean that, yeah. that's a very real th- i think everything just boiled on to him and it just reminded me of moments that we have talked about this like with athletes and like what is that line you know to an extent it's a repeated barrage and i think people forget that like you know to you xyz player sucks because he didn't you know complete he didn't make you feel better about a game because they didn't win but to that guy, you know, there's no many, you know, there's no telling how many times he's hurt that today. So what's going to be the straw that breaks his back? You know, you might not have done anything but said, you know what, play better. But play better to him might have sounded like, you know, you suck, your mom is this, that, and the third. Yeah. And, you know, he snaps because you don't understand what he's been through. There's a human element that we always forget. And, well, Westbrook said yeah. when, you know, like, well, two weeks ago, I mean, there's death threats. Death threats. There's, there's yeah, wife dealing yeah. with. I'm like, I... Man, it's not that serious. I, no. I, believe me, I'd be bummed out 
that they lost to the Lakers last night and Correct. would have lost to the Spurs and but but, but my goodness gracious, like I'm not going to get angry. I mean, it's a it is it is at the end of the day a yeah. game. And guess what? When they win a championship, I didn't get one. No, you don't get a ring. You know, you don't get a ring or, or a check. <laughs> no, I didn't yes. get any of that. I didn't even get a jersey or a t-shirt. I mean, no. I have to go purchase. All you do by winning a championship is that you. You've now given me the right to go spend yeah, money. Not the right to spend money and brag to other fans that, you know, hey, we won this. That's all you got. Yeah, I didn't do anything, but no, yeah. thank you for we. winning. Yes. That, I think that problem right there, we, we won a championship. Yeah. I didn't see you out there. No. Well, I'm emotionally invested. Yeah. Okay, and what? Yep. So is the other guys. Oh, you know, right? I hear you, and that's what I said. Yeah. And that's what I mean, man. It's, it's yeah. interesting to kind of look at it from that perspective. But anyway, uh quick break. We come back. Kenny Farrell, his thoughts on the win. Can the U.S. still? Not make the World Cup. You'll tell us next on ESPN New Orleans. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready. With truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily. Plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road Homa. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you, Terminex tough. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates on auto insurance, but what does that mean? Surprising. This often means something comes out of nowhere, like finding that $20 bill in your dryer. Great? Well, obviously, great means superior. Rates? Simply what one pays in exchange for something. And in this case, that something is State Farm being there when you need them most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios in Cutoff. Is it COVID? Is it the flu? or another type of respiratory illness. Looking for a flu or COVID vaccine offered in the evenings or on weekends? Lady of the Sea After Hours is reopening on Monday, January 10th. Our staff of healthcare providers are here for you Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Walk-ins welcome, no appointments necessary, located directly in front of the hospital on West 134th Place in Cutoff. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All right, so at least it wasn't a nail-biting Sunday evening for head coach Kenny Farrell of your New Orleans Jesters. One game remains in World Cup qualifying, and that will be coming up, uh, what is it, Tuesday or Wednesday against Costa Rica, coach. But getting the win 5-1 yesterday, how big was that for the U.S.? Oh, it's a great win, obviously. Um they probably could have played a little bit better and a bit more organized, but it, was, it, it seemed like a cup game. You know, what you say in England mm-hmm. is a cup game and everybody's going at it in an open field. And, and uh, they took advantage of all the spaces they were given and, you know, got two penalties and a tremendous second goal that changed the game for them and uh, deserved to win 5-1. I think the first 10 minutes, Panama looked really, really good on the ball, but they definitely came out to take the U.S. on, which I think mm-hmm. may have been a mistake for them in the end because it did leave gaps and it did leave... 
uh, opportunities for the U.S. to go and 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 take on the game and and win in the emphatic style that they did. But for the U.S., incredible. But uh, I would be weary of the fact that you still have not qualified. When I say that, the team still hasn't qualified. Um, it looks like they will. They have to lose six nil in Costa Rica. But um, you know, who would have thought that Panama would have lost? Five one last night. So, right. and we've been here before. So, I think they just need to stay steady. They need to execute and perform in Costa Rica and get the result. They should go to to win it, I think, and go down there with the right mentality, and then bring it home and let's go to the World Cup. Costa Rica on Wednesday, eight p.m. Central Time. If you want to check that out, Paramount Plus Universal Peacocks. The way to check that out. Um, how important was this for? Christian Pulisic to have that kind of performance, especially because against Mexico, coach, he had a point-blank goal that could have won, perhaps, or at least put up a a score in there. And here's the other aspect of it. You've been talking about him for the last four or five years, right? Who is going to be the face of American soccer? Like, I feel like he needed a game like that. Now, granted, I'd like to see that against, like, a Mexico, and he needs to do something like that in a cup, I think, for him to do that. But... Robinson's a name I'm constantly hearing in, you know, in those highlights in assisting mm-hmm. and doing things of that nature. But for him specifically on this team, how big was it for him to have a hat trick? I think it's really important. Uh, like we, we need Kristen Pulisic to be at his very best. Uh, certainly when we go to the World Cup finals, I presume we do go there, but I think we will. Um, what I'd like to see is more consistency. The confidence the coach gave him, given the captain's armband, was great. He performed at that level, and the other players want him to perform at that level because he is our top player. He still is our top player, uh, no matter what. I, I, I know he's our top player, but the problem with him is that he's not consistent enough. And when you're a captain, when you're a leader, you've always got to be consistent. You've always got to show up. Okay. You've always got to be ready to play. You can't sometimes look in a depressed manner when things are down. You've always got to be picking your game up because through a captain and through Pulisic, you need to raise the level of every player around you through your own performance. And that's what they're looking for, and that's what they got last night. Now, it continues to perform at that level and get the reward that he got with the three goals, albeit two of them PKs. Um, That's very good for the United States, and it's very good for Pulisic. Hey, Coach, this is Brian. Good hearing from you after all these uh, times, man. I've missed out on, on being around you. Uh, how do you see the, uh, the, uh, the, I guess the World Cup shaking out for the U.S. considering? Do you think it's going to take the luck of the draw or do you think they finally kind of acquired the talent that they can compete with some of the better countries? I think they have the talent that they can compete. Uh, I've always, you know, any conversations I've had with people and we talk about the United States men's soccer team, I always say it's not about 22, it's about 26 when you think that the age of that team and that talent and the experience that they're gaining right now through the leagues that they're playing in European competition, high-level competition all across the world. They'll be, you know, four years older, and it'll be in the U.S. That's when I'd really be banking on trying to have that chance of going to the final or winning the World Cup. But this has got to be great for them. I think they can perform well. Um, they need the consistency. Um, they don't give up a lot of goals now, and one of the worries we had when they started this campaign two and a half years ago was that if they had to get the back line right, and it seems like they don't cough up a lot of goals, and it looks like there's a lot more confidence back there than there used to be. It looks like they've got steady central defenders and they've got them in depth. Um, they don't give away goals. That's very encouraging because what that does is it allows the creative players that they have to go and play. Uh, if that wasn't the case, you'd see them more reserved in their game and sitting behind the ball. I think they can take teams on. 
And it looks like it last night when they were when they went they exposed holes behind Panama. Now you've got to do that against better teams, obviously in the World Cup final, depending on who you're drawn against and what bracket. But I thought that was encouraging. So overall, from the day they started, you know, uh, when when Berhalter, the coach, first got hired, and he had a training camp out in January to now, I think they've done well to get where they are, and I still think they're on the path to great success in the future. And I think this World Cup coming up is the next step for that. Coach, you mentioned the future, and I, I want to make this a two-part question. One is, who do you kind of see at this point being the early favorite to win the World Cup? And secondly, uh, do you think, you know, as far as success is concerned, where do the Americans have to be in order to kind of not only, you know, feel like it's a successful season or a successful campaign, but also maybe kind of just push forward a little bit more soccer into the minds of, of many of the kids that are out here now who maybe you can recruit and kind of, you know, maybe, you know, kind of build on this campaign? Yeah. Well, it was extremely, extremely important for us to make the World Cup finals because of all the, you know, the, the PR that goes on with that and for the game of soccer itself in the United States. Not, not going there for you to go damage us. And you can see the, you can just see by the Women's World Cup yep. uh, successes how many girls are playing the game now. It's extremely important that the men's team have success. Going to this World Cup, they need to break bracket. Now, I know that they've gone to the quarterfinal before. Um, I think it was 2002 in Korea, if I remember correctly. But they had absolutely outstanding goalkeeping, very exciting games, and they had a, a lethal goal scorer in, in, in uh, Landon Donovan, and then they had Clint Dempsey in midfield. I think they have probably more depth in this team than that team, to be honest. But they're going to need all those great players, like the key players to perform at those levels. That happened in, in 2002. That's going to have to happen again to break bracket and hopefully get through the last 16 into the last day. It would be amazing if we could do it. So, but I think there's a potential to do that. Now, you know, the draw, there's always, you know, the draw when they, when they make the brackets at the end of this week, I believe it is. You know, it would be nice if it wasn't stacked with like two, you know, top world class teams. Uh, and there's only one you have to get by. Um, but sometimes that happens. And sometimes there's a group of death and they don't want to be in the group of death. But, you know, so they can move on. But right now, I do make signal tonight, so I believe they'll move on. Although any game that you prepare for is, uh, I mean, the best way to prepare for games and try and get your players in the mindset is play games until they run out. And when the games run out, look around where you are, and hopefully you're in second spot or and moving into the World Cup finals automatically. On the other thing, who's going to win the World Cup or who's going to be favorites? It's going to be the old favorite. There's only, I think there's only 12 teams ever won it. Um, it'll come back to Brazil. It'll be Germany. It'll be, well, obviously it won't be Italy. They got out. They got knocked out last week. But, but it'll be those types of teams. You know, it'll be the regular teams that you have to be. Belgium, um, France, Germany. I mean, the, the, the top class, the top tier of teams will be the same in this World Cup. If I was to put my money on any, right. I think, I think it might be Brazil. But remember, we're playing in a very strange place. We're playing in Qatar, or Qatar, as they call it in the United States. <clears throat> so that's going to be an interesting twist as well. And Coach Kenny Farrell of your New Orleans Jesters. Got one more game to play on Wednesday, sir. We'll talk to you again later this week. Thank you, man, as always. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, Gus. Yep, U.S. winning 5-1 to one there. Coming up uh, next hour, Brian at 2.15, we'll speak with Marlon Favorite. I uh, just saw Jordan... Put in Jameis Winston. We will lead off next hour with Jameis Winston. Your Saints quarterback spoke with media literally in the last 20, 30 minutes. He just wrapped up. So yeah. I don't know how Jordan's doing this as fast, but that's why he is the man that he is. Um, 
In the meantime, let's have more fun. Kendrick Perkins on the Lakers. Why not? I said this months ago. I'm tired of talking about the Lakers. They are who they are. And at this point in time, they dead bird tall grass. It's nothing, it's nothing else that could help them. Yeah. Carmelo's not going to get better defensively. Yeah, Russ actually started playing better now, but it's a little bit too late. So at this point, the Lakers, the Lakers are done. But I will tell you this, if they don't make the playoffs with the addition of the play-in tournament to actually give you a chance to make the playoffs, they will go down as one of the biggest disappointments in NBA history. Well, LeBron and, and AD always talk about legacy. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the legacy. You know, if you leave it to Kendrick Perkins, you know, give him five minutes. He'll tell you a whole another story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, look, look, they would have won yesterday. See, oh, I yeah, told yeah, you, yeah, Zion yeah. sees the future and all this. Been stuff. a lot of wasted opportunities. LeBron's been putting up stupid numbers like he always does. Crazy. I mean, he's still LeBron James playing at a very high level at his age still. Uh, dominating on the court, but his team is not dominating. They're not getting it done. Uh, and it's just, it's very unfortunate for a lot of fans out there that are, you know, they bleed the yellow and the, and the purple, man. They want to see the Lakers hoist another I do. trophy. And this, this team ain't, this ain't it. This team ain't going to get it done. This team is terrible. I mean, it's no bottom line. Bottom line, they're terrible. By the way, this is a hand-picked team, right? I mean, no one ever well, brings that's up. That's what I was going to say. That like, like Bron, like you know, wanted these guys. Remember earlier, you know, hand-picked. don't don't talk about it later in the season oh. once we show you guys oh, that you know all these old fogies yeah. or whatever you, you call us. You say this all the time. It's on Twitter. It's true. It's yeah, still there. Yeah, it's I, still there. I, I, I can't wait. To he, see he was that. keeping receipts. Oh, that's what it was. That's yeah. right. You know, you know, just a kid from Akron. One more. LeBron James is a miraculous player at his age. At any age, what he's doing right now is miraculous. He has not built his career on on leading the league and scoring, right? And it does seem to me at a certain point this year, he looked and thought, all right, we ain't, like these guys are not with me right now. I don't have the right team. And thought, I'm going to lead the league in scoring this year. That's what it looks like to me. And he's going to, but the Lakers may not make the play in. You want to know what feels like I'm in the future? I'm talking about like five years ago, if you would have said – the Spurs are trailing the Lakers by one game for the tenth seed and tenth seed and this final spot in the play-in tournament. I'd be like, we're, "What are we talking about? The year three thousand? Like we're living in the future right now? What's going on? People cannot handle this, can they?" Let's Max see. Kellerman, by the they, way. They, they had a chance to get Buddy healed, mm-hmm. you know, from Sacramento. No, no, we don't want that. We want Russ. You had a chance to, you know, upgrade during the offseason. Now yeah. we don't need that. We'll get mellow. Mm-hmm. You you just traded away Rondo, who you said you wanted back because we needed Doe back because yeah. Doe's a leader. Like I'm so lost on this. Like, this is this is the business we have chosen. Yeah, this is what LeBron wanted. And pick team, by the way. I thought the loss of Caruso was a huge thing. Oh, no doubt, because huge you didn't thing. want Caruso. You know, you needed you know uh, Horton Tucker. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, how street clothes doing them shorts? I mean, th- th- yesterday. You know, you know. Sometimes the bad girls <laughs> like to show off their tattoos. That was definitely AD. What a terrible outfit. Anyway. Uh, our three next, Jameis Winston. When we come back in three minutes, it's the sports hangover for the New Orleans. I need to be someplace where I can move.